gonna rock it. Yeah. We gonna rock out tonight, y'all. Early morning special, baby. I'm back, y'all. We gonna do this y'all tonight. Yeah. All right, y'all. Welcome to another edition of the Real Sports Show. Y'all, the Real Sports Show is back live in the den, everybody. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And this show is powered by MrSauces.com, everybody. You want some of the best sauce, barbecue sauce, hot sauce, Hawaiian sauce, any sauce in in American history. I'm talking about some DMV's finest mumbo sauce. Go to MrSauces.com, everybody, and go get your, um, go pick up a sauce recipe. Go pick up some sauces from MrSauces.com. Um, this show is also also brought to you by and powered by uh, Tony Books Keeping Business. Tony Keep Book Keep Business is a business that you know she keeps up with your books and everything else, your money marketing books and everything that's going forward, y'all. So please make sure y'all give her a call if y'all want to get your books kept up to par. You know what I mean? And above average, above standards, bookkeeping business, everybody. I want to let y'all know that this show is brought to you by that, everybody. All right, so we're going to get into this today. You know, um, I've been gone for a minute, and uh, it's been a lot of sports things going around. There's been a lot of sports rumors going around. There's been a lot of trade rumors going around. Man, there's been a lot of things going around. And the one trade rumor that really messed me up, really, and that really just, I want to say a Peter Griffin line that really grinds my gears is the John Wall, Russell Westbrook trade rumor. It's not effective. It's not a, it's not a thing that's going in effect right now, though, but it's one of the things where it's a rumor that the Wizards want to go pick up Russell Westbrook and trade John Wall to, you know, Houston for right now and just because they make the same amount of money on on their salary cap, it won't it 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 equal itself out in a sense. But let's let's dive into that a little bit though, and let's dive in on Russell Westbrook's career for a minute, and let's dive in on John Wall's abilities on the court. Um, number one, in my perspective. Number one, this is a horrible, horrible ass trade. Horrible trade rumor. It's almost as saying it's really fake news. As, you know, as fake as it can be, it's fake news. Why would you trade a playmaker with playmaking abilities who dishes the ball out to his teammates, who doesn't really have to have the ball dominancy that... Russell Westbrook has to have on a team to be effective on a court. Let, let's be really real here. Why does it have to be that you want to trade John Wall from the Washington Wizards when he has clearly stated that he wants to be a wizard for a lifetime and help this team get back to greatness, help this team out and getting to the championship that we so longly have been waiting for in the DMV area? The Wizards haven't been into a championship and hasn't won a championship game since they were the Washington Bullets. Now, if you don't know who the Washington Bullets are, you need to do your homework. That was a team name before they were the Wizards. Now, and, and John Wall is, is, is a creator, is a shot creator. John Wall can set you up with a pass and 
can dish the ball out and also score points. He can get you 25, 15, maybe five rebounds a game, a night. If you allow him to play his game the way he wants to play his game. Scott Brooks has been doing a lovely job of getting his team and keeping his team competitive with him being down for the year that he was down for. The season that he was down for, the two seasons that he was down for, because we also got to count for the last season that he went down before COVID hit, and during this COVID time frame that he's been down for too as well. You're talking about a man that, let's say, you know, with the abilities on the court that he, the, with the abilities that he have on the court, with the teammates around him, you got a Bradley build around you. You got a Thomas Bryan around you. You got all these key make, um, you got a Hachimura, Rui Hachimura around you. You got all these key talent players that you have around you on the court in your starting five lineup that can do something. You have a lot of players that's on the court right now that can do something, that can be competitive in the East. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to put up a good fight against Brooklyn once KD returns, once, um, uh, I, uh, uh, man, once KD returns, I should say, Kevin Durant returns to the Brooklyn Nets, him and Kyrie Irving, once they gel together and get, get their court, you know, madness going, there is going to be a lot of firepower in the East. That's number one. Number two is you still got to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks, even though they choke harder than any other team that I've ever seen in the playoffs come about. They choke worse than the uh, doggone Cowboys in the playoffs. But we're going to say the football talk for a minute. In, in, in just a minute, though, people. We're going to say the football talk in just a minute. Because there's a lot of things that I have to say about that too as well. But when you think about Russell Westbrook coming to the Washington Wizards and you trading John Wall to the Houston Rockets, that's just something that just don't equal up. Russell Westbrook is a ball-dominant player. That's number one. Yeah, he can get you assists. He can have triple doubles on the team. Yeah, he can take over the game when he needs to. But the boy chokes so hard in the playoffs that it because he's never been to that kind of level. He's been to the he's been to a championship round. Don't get me wrong, he's been to a championship round. But this boy has never won a championship game in his life. In the NBA of his career, I should say. In his career, he's never won a championship at all in his career. Okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. Westbrook is a, he has phenomenal talents on the court. Don't get me wrong on that, people. But his fit into this Washington lineup is not a good look. We got players on the court that can create shots. We got players on the court that can do things on the court that, it's a team effort. It's not a one-man show. And what Russ had in OKC was pretty much kind of his show. It was his ball dominancy that got them to the playoffs. Yes. It was his ball dominancy that got them to where they were into the second round. Sometimes in the first round of the playoffs, it got swept. Or kept them competitive in the games, and they were good to go. You know, it it, 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 it it takes a team effort to win games. It's not a one-man show. And, yes, Russ passed the ball. That's how he gets triple-doubles sometimes. I mean, a lot of times on the court. Yeah, he'll pass the ball, but he has to be the one controlling the game. And that does not fit into Scott Brooks's plan. So, with that all being said, Hell no, I don't want Russell Westbrook in D.C. I don't want Russell Westbrook in D.C. unless he's going on the bench. He'll come off the bench. He'll play, the second, he'll play in the second lane to John Wall. That's where I see him at. 
I don't see him being a playmaking, uh, having playmaking abilities. Yeah, you can take the defense off of a lot of players because the defense is going to focus on you a lot. But they do the same thing to John Wall. They do a lot of things to John Wall on the court that defenses can't figure out where John is going to go with the ball next. Because you still got a high-talented Bradley Bill right on the, on, on the wing and that can shoot three-pointers that can get you 45 points a game. Bradley Bill can get you 45 points a game, and he ain't going nowhere. He's not leaving D.C. I would love to see a Wall-Bill reunion in D.C. I want to see how this team has progressed with John Wall being on the court. Again, finally healthy, finally doing something, finally being able to create um, create plays on the court while he's playing in the game. Bradley Bill out there shooting shots and, bust, and making shots and breaking players' legs and doing what he got to do. You got two playmakers on your team. Bradley Bill has been holding it down. Why mess that up in D.C.? And we have seen... When you have ball-dominancy players on a team, it doesn't really work. It doesn't work as a team. Yeah, we, missing a, we need another superstar, but that's why we're young. We're so young on the court right now. You got a team right now that can do magicalness. That, I mean, that can do magical wonders on the court. And, I mean, it's phenomenal. You got Davis Bertans, who can score baskets. Troy Brown, who can get buckets. Ian Mahimi, if he doesn't start, if he starts playing like a big man supposed to, he can get you a couple back. He can get you 10 points on the court. Thomas Bryant can get you 12 points, 15 points on the court. You know, it, it, it it's a lot of players on this team that can get you baskets. With John Wall being back on the court, that means there's a lot of playmaking abilities on the court. That means there's a lot of playmakers on this on this team that can create a lot of shots on the court. And that's all this team needs. This team does not need a, a person that needs the ball 90% of the time. That won't pass the ball out to anybody else. They might get you. They might get a pass to you just to get that. Just to get that assist to get a triple double. Yeah, that might happen. But what happens when the playoffs come about? What happens when it comes down to the big game? What happens when it comes down to that game seven mentality? And we need a team to win, not just a one man show. Yes, it's time for this team to build up upon what we had our two losing seasons. It's time for this team to get up there and get ready to go into a playoff hunt. Let's fix this team up and get, you know, where we need to go. But Russell Westbrook ain't the answer. He's not going to be the answer for us. Not going to be the answer. So then... I've heard another trade rumor where James Harden goes to the Brooklyn Nets and teams up with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant on the court. Where in two hells does that work out at? There go another plan of attack that you're trying to break up a relationship that hasn't even started yet. You're breaking up a marriage that haven't even started yet. They just got together. They're just now being on the court together one time frame. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant hasn't even played the game yet together. Because Kevin Durant has been hurt. They haven't even developed the chemistry yet. And you're talking about adding a ball-dominant player to the court. Houston made a mistake when they put Russ 
and James Harden on the same team, and now they don't want to play together no more. They don't want to play together no more. They don't, they don't want to be on the same team anymore. Because they're both ball dominant and ball heavy. They're two ball handling players that loves having control on the court. So why would I put them on a team where chemistry hasn't even developed yet? We don't even know what these two players can do yet. But that's three superstars on one team. Houston is James Rock. I mean, Houston is James Harden's team. I give you that. He has helped this team out a lot, though. He needs more playmaking. He needs more players. I mean, another superstar on his team that can help him out. Another shooter on the team. But when you put when you put a another dominant ball player on the team, the chemistry goes off. It didn't work out at OKC with these two. What makes y'all think that it was going to work out in Houston again? The same reason why Kevin Durant left the first time he left OKC is because of the fact of the matter is that Russell Westbrook is ball dominant. He has to have the ball in his hand. So why would y'all think that if you take one, if you take both of them out the picture, and I mean James Harden, Kevin Durant out the picture, and you add Russell Westbrook back to either one of those two pictures, that it will work again. It's not going to work out. Each, both of the, all three of these players are chasing a ring, which I can understand that. That's like adding James Harden to the Golden State Warriors and either you're going to bring him off the bench, but you're not going to bring him off the bench, though. That's like taking Steph Curry out, out, um, out of the game and putting James Harden as your starting lineup. Or making James Harden your small forward. That's not how he operates. But, yeah. Golden State can use another shooter because you already know Steph Curry going to pass the ball to one of the two. Either going to pass the ball to Clay or he's going to pass the ball to James. Go to say Mike and make another run for that. I can see that in the clear future, though. But James Harden wants the ball more times than he doesn't want. Then he's without the ball in his hand. He's he's not creating shots. He's not your average. Po- he doesn't want to just post up on the court and wait for the ball to come to him. He wants to dish the ball out or go score the points himself. And that's that community basketball. That's this one-man show. Basketball. So how do we fix that? How do we change the, the, the narrative on this? Either you send, I would say send him back to OKC and see what he can do down to OKC again. And that's Russell Westbrook. Or, or, you send James Harden back to OKC and see what he could do down there again. Or you keep him on the same team. You keep James Harden on the same team and you kick Russell Westbrook out of his plans. But James Harden has been here so many daggone years now. This team has been competitive for so long that we need they need to do something to change the lineup up. They need to do something to fix this team up, uh, up for him to make it to a Western Conference Finals. There's a lot of competition out West. Portland is a competition now. Denver made a name for himself, uh, made a name for themselves last year. I mean, this year. Portland always makes a name for themselves. You know, the Lakers are in the in the West. The Clippers are in the West. It's a lot of dominating teams in the West. The Golden State Warriors might cause problems in the West once they get back Clay and uh, Steph Curry on the court. It, it, it's going to be a mess out here in these playoffs come next season. It's going to be a mess because you don't know which team is going to take it off in the West. 
the East might be dominating now again because you got powerhouses out there in the East. You got your KDs. You got your Kyrie Irvings. You got your John Walls, Bradley Bills. You got your um, Giannis Antetokounmpo's out there. You got your uh, my boy down in Miami, and I can't think of his name right now, but it will come to me in a minute. Jimmy Butler, that's what it was. Jimmy Butler's in the Miami Heat. You got your clubs out there in the East that can do it all. You got your um, Toronto Raptors who made a name for themselves without Kawhi Leonard. They can, they can do some damage in the East. East versus West is coming up again. You know, and it, it, it's going to be a strange season, though, to see how all these teams match up against each other. But only one team can win the finals. Last year, my Lake, um, this year, my Lakers won the finals this year. When a lot of teams get a lot of firepower in this draft, uh, uh, this draft tonight, there's a lot of things that can be shaken up. But how do we proceed to getting the, the one thing that we all claim to want to go get is a championship. Which team will advance and go get a championship? That's the question. That's the number one question on the, on the table right now. Where is, is James Harden going anywhere? We'll never know. Until the trade rumors come around again. Will Russell Westbrook be traded out somewhere or will he lead the team? One got to go. They don't want to play with each other no more. So one person on the team has to go. Will it be Russ or will it be James Harden? We'll find out in the coming days. And that's something that GMs have to look into. After this draft, they have to look into all this stuff. They have to make sure that they got the right chemistry on the teams. They have to make sure that each team is the right fit for them. Hell, the Phoenix Suns are making a name for themselves. The Phoenix Suns are making a name for themselves. And I for sure thought... LaMelo Ball was going to go to the Phoenix Suns. Because that's all they're missing is another playmaker on that court. Phoenix would have been a hell of a good pickup for uh, LaMelo Ball. That would have been a great pickup for them. Very young team. Devin Booker. Um, DeAndre Ayton out there. And LaMelo Ball. That would have been a hell of a trio. For the West. All of them can shoot. All of them can pass the ball. They're creating shots for each other. Fix up your bench and you got a competitive team. That's competitiveness. On the court itself. He could have very easily slid into the starting lineup. LaMelo. Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton. All scoring points at the same time, getting you 30, 30, 30, 30 for 30, for 30. That have been a hell of a that have been a hell of a team. I would say the Phoenix Suns were on their way up the hill. With the playmaker like they wanted. That's all they was waiting for was another playmaker. No, they passed him. No, he got drafted by um, the Charlotte, by Charlotte. But hey, you can always make that trade. Phoenix, y'all need to go make that trade. I think LaMelo will make a great fit in Phoenix. I really honestly think that LaMelo will make a great fit in Phoenix. He's a ball handler. He can control the ball. He can control the pace. He's very fast. Charlotte, y'all got a good, y'all got a good person on your hands. 
Yeah, he in the league now. I want to see what he can do for real. I want to see if the young boy can really ball out like he did overseas. But like I said before, and I'm going to say this again, I think LaMelo will make a great fit <laughs> in Phoenix. I, I personally think he would. But that's just me making bold predictions. That's just me making a synopsis of what I think the Phoenix Suns should use, can utilize this young talent that they have on their team. They're a very young team, and that's dangerous to the West. That's a dangerous trio right there in the West. But will he make a good fit in Charlotte? Hell yeah, he'll make a good fit anywhere he goes. And that's just not me preaching for LaMelo because he's a, you know, he's with, he's Lonzo's brother. No, I'm just saying you put him anywhere, he's going to ball out. And no, I'm not selling LaMelo out there like that, though. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to sell him because, you know, I like LaVar Baller. You know, LaVar told me to sell him out there like that. You know what I mean? No. I say do your time here, and if the team is still together over there in Phoenix, and they're just waiting on one piece again, send his ass over there. Trade him from Charlotte and send his ass to Phoenix. If I was the Phoenix Suns right now, and I was their GM, forget about LaVar. Go get his son and put him on the Phoenix Suns. That's all the Phoenix Suns need is a playmaker. They need a point guard. Let Devin Booker play shooting guard. Let DeAndre Ayton play that center position like he's doing. And let them see what they can gel together and do. I guarantee you he'll cause more problems for every other team on the court more than Lonzo's doing. He will cause more problems on the court than Lonzo's doing. He's actually one of the ball players that can, the ball brothers that can actually ball out. I don't know what the hell Lonzo's doing. Lonzo ain't been the same since he left the Lakers. And he wasn't even the same over there neither, but I'm just saying. Generational talent needs to go to a generational team. A team that's building that's where this young cat needs to be at. Not in Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte is a great team, owned by Michael Jordan. Yeah, I get that. Lovely. Fantastic. But, hey, what do I know? I'm not a GM. But I'm just saying, he would have made a better fit in Phoenix. And I'm going to keep throwing that out there, though, for you guys to understand that, though. I want to keep throwing that out there. All right, everybody. So enough about basketball for a minute. While the NBA draft is still going on, and I still got another show going on for you guys for that after the NBA draft goes about. We're going to talk a little bit more about the NBA draft coming on a later show. But I do want to update everybody on this one, though, too, as well. Um... Zach Sharp, pinball expert, will be live on the show tomorrow, everybody. And I will be posting that show up there pretty soon. I will be posting the show after me and Zach Sharp do our interview together. I will post that show up there for everybody to listen to and and hear it live on the show, everybody. You know, this man is a great pinball expert. I learned a lot from him. He has phenomenal talents in pinball. Y'all might learn a thing or two about pinball from this man. He has a great he's a he's a he has a great mindset for pinball. If you wasn't if you haven't played pinball before or if you haven't if you are trying to learn how to play pinball, then this is a show for you guys to wanna listen to and wanna uh tune into everybody. I I'm trying to tell y'all this man, Zach Sharp is the man. He is the shit. He knows what he's talking about. He's a champion. He has won a lot of contests in in pinball. And I can't wait to for y'all to hear this show coming up live with me and Zach Sharp on the show, everybody. So 
with that all being said, everybody, we're going to take a brief commercial break. And we'll be right back with more of the Real Sports Show, everybody. Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Really Sports Show. All right, everybody, we're back live on the show. Let's get into some NFL talks here. Some NFL talks here. DeAndre Baker has been signed to the Chiefs practice squad after his charges were dropped for uh, his charges were dropped from armed robbery. Baker was placed on the commissioner's exempt list in July after he was accused of armed robbery in May, and the Giants waived him. All charges against him were dropped on Monday. Though Baker is now in free free to sign with any club, he still may face league discipline for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. New York selected the defensive back thirty, I mean thirtieth in the twenty nineteen NFL draft. He played all sixteen games last year with the Giants, according to eight past defenses with the Giants. But the Chiefs have just signed him to the practice squad, and he might be a Chief coming very very soon. Everybody. So I'm looking to see how that relationship works out with him and the Chiefs. Um, from what I've known about DeAndre Baker and his court cases that he had going, the case that he had going on, everybody that I mean, the defense, not the defense attorney, I shouldn't say that. The people that were involved in the case recanted all of their stories and said he didn't do it. That is the story that's going out right now. And that is the story that's going on as for right now as, the sh- as his season would now begin with the Kansas City Chiefs. Will he get suspended for a couple games or will he face anything else, disciplinary actions from the NFL? We'll know coming soon once he gets back involved with football life again. Drew Brees. Drew Breezy, gotta be easy, baby. Gotta be easy. Drew Brees suffered two collapsed lungs and, you know, some broken ribs in the last game that he played in, but is expected to be back on the field sometime soon. This man is strong, and, and I can't even say nothing too bad about Drew Breezy. You know, uh, Drew Brees is a is is a phenomenal man. He's he has a lot of heart, a lot of discipline, a lot of focus on the field. Um, I wish him a speedy recovery. I wish him the best of luck in his journey on recovery, and hopefully we can get him back out. Hopefully they can get him back out on the field pretty soon, as the season progresses on. Uh, you know, it, it was a sad injury that he had. He got slammed hard, pretty hard on the field. So I'm waiting to see. We're just waiting to see if he can get back on the field pretty soon, though, everybody. Just waiting to see if he can. Um, Other breaking news. Other breaking news. The Giants have fired their offensive line coach after reported confrontation with Joe Judge, their head coach. In a confrontational battle that they had, um, into this storyline, the argument reportedly steamed from the New York's from New York's decision to hire a longtime assistant and offensive line coach David uh, Gellerman, Gellamo, uh, or whatever his name is, as a consultant last week. Colombo disagreed with the move and felt he was being undermined, according to the Rahan. As the statement came out from a judge from the team, he says, we appreciate what Mark has done, but I I felt like this move is in the best interest of the team. Judge said this on the team's statement. So, 
with that all being said, the Giants got a lot of problems going on in house right now. And we got to see how that storyline plays out as this team is struggling at a two five and at a two and five record right now. Sitting in the teams, they're sitting at number two right now. So we'll see how that storyline plays out with the rest of the team going forward. Um, let's talk about a little bit of Washington, man. Um, the Washington football team. It, I, I don't know what to say about this team right now. I don't know what I can... Whew, I don't know. 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 Um, This team is still pretty young. They're still trying to find themselves. The last game that we just played against the Detroit Lions, I can't beat a 59-yard field goal kick. I can't beat a 59-yard field goal kick. And that's something that you know, that was a phenomenal kick. You know, Detroit won the game by three points. They did a hell of a job of fighting. They kept fighting in the game. Both teams was fighting to the finish line. I for surely thought that the game was going to go to overtime. That was my judgment call on it. I thought this game was going to go to overtime, but it didn't. And that game just happenedly just, it just went south of the border. For Washington, it went south very quickly. The defense has to step up. I'm, I'm putting statements on the Washington defense right now because they have to step up. the 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 secondary has to step up. I know we lost one of our good safeties on our team right now, Landon Collins. I know we lost a good safety on our team. But that does not mean that this team has to stink as bad as it does on the secondary. The secondary has to come in there and show up and be ready. Linebacking court, you have to come here and show up and be ready to play. That front line in the game is standing up and they're ready to go on the defensive end. The defensive ends, the defensive tackles are ready to go. Every game they're showing up. But they can't hold down, they can't cover, they can't do everything on the team that you guys in the secondary needs to be doing. We got a tough opponent coming up here next week. I mean, this week, coming in to Washington this week. They're 2-6-1. and one. They're fourth place in the, in, the, in the AFC North. But Joe Burrow ain't really nobody to, make, to play with right now. He's thrown 12 touchdown passes. He's thrown for 24 He's thrown for 2,485 yards already. Joe Burrow is, is, is nasty on the field, though. But, you know, he got a lot of work to go to. But Joe Burrow is nasty on the field. He's nasty on the field. And we have to find a way to slow down this offense. We have to find a way to slow down their run game. We got to find a way... To stop their passing game, where the passing game for them right now, yeah, they rank below average. They're on the twentieth. They rank twentieth right now, and no, I'm sorry, I take that back. They're ranked sixteenth in passing right now, yards. But we got to put a damper on some of this stuff, man. We got to put, we got to stop teams on third downs. The third down percentage ratio that we have is is 40% that we're stopping them on defense. And that we're not stopping them on defense. That's that's crazy. It's a 60-40 split. Teams can get third down percentages on us, on defense. We're not taking them out of the game. We're putting them in the game on third down if we don't stop them. Teams have been able to kind of run on us, run the ball effectively on us. We got to slow them down. We got to make moves on defense. I'm holding our defense, a secondary, accountable for a lot of losses that we have on our team today. I'm holding y'all accountable. Now, as far as the offense is concerned, you know, as far as this offense is concerned, really, Alex Smith, 
Hey man, these turnovers, these, these some of these games that you've been play, that you've been doing, man. Hey man, you got to shape it up, bro. I know you're not the same guy that you was two years ago. I know you're not the same guy that you was ten years ago, where you were able to run the ball, game manage. Hell, Tom Brady's still game managing. You got to move better. You got to do better in the first half of the games. You got to be able to move better and do better in the second half of games. Keep us competitive in the games. As long as we stay competitive in games, I believe we can still win games. We're not losing by that many points, but we're always starting downhill in games. And we have to be able to move the football effectively upfield and get points. Whether it's three or six or seven points. We have to be able to score every time we get into the red zone. Our number one problem this year has been not being able to score again in the red zone. The second problem that we're having this year is that, I mean, I can't say it's always on the run game, but it, 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 it's the offensive line again. Can you hold? Can you block? Now, I've seen y'all make good plays on the offensive line. I've seen y'all make good plays, good holds, good blocks. But these penalties are killing us. The penalties are killing us on both sides of the field. They grow faster than anything. Penalties, penalties, penalties. Whether it's a false start here, whether it's a, a, a holding call, the fumbles in the last game that we had were terrible. Terrible. And it wasn't even raining. It wasn't even raining. But you guys, you guys got to go out there and y'all got to play with some heart. Y'all got to want to win. We can take the East if you guys want to go out there and win. Let's do a better job at trying to win football games more than we're trying to lose games or we're trying to get a draft pick or do whatever we got to do. Now, before I get off the topic about the, the Washington Redskins going a little bit about Dallas a little bit here. Um, Dwayne Haskins, where are you, baby? Where, what are you doing? Are you trying to play football again? Are you trying to stay on this team? I need to see more of you out there. I need to hear you. We need to hear from you, Dwayne. We need to figure out what you're doing, man. I don't know if this team is giving up on you or not, but you need to make this team believe in you again. You need to make this fan base believe in you again, man. You really do need this to happen for you. The last few weeks, they were talking about trading you. I don't think that's fair to you. I think that you should have took your lumps this year and got better this year and came out next year and, and stood toe-to-toe with defenses and offenses and going up against some of the best in the league next season. Going toe-to-toe with them. I'm still in your corner, Dwayne. I, I still am. I, I still think you need some time to develop. I still think you need some time to get some more chemistry with the team. But I still believe in you, Dwayne. Alex Smith ain't going to be here all the time frame. Kyle's, Kyle Allen ain't going to be here every day. I still believe in you, bro, but you got to make some better decisions of what you're doing. Whatever it takes, you need to go out there and you need to be playing harder. You need to go out there and you need to practice harder. You need to dive in deep into the playbook. We didn't pick you in the first round for you to be bumming out already. Become the team leader again. Get this team back on your side again now switching gears a little bit to the Dallas Cowboys situation going on at quarterback right now (laughs) 
Now, this is going to sound funny for me saying this. This is going to sound very, very funny for me. And I normally don't say good things about the Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation because I think it's hilariously funny. I just hate the fan base. And I, I really hate the Dallas Cowboys as a team in general, though. But, you know, they ain't never do anything to me, though. But I want to honestly say this, though. So I was thinking there's a young quarterback that's probably about 31, 32 years old right now that's in the free agency list right now, free agency lineup right now, and is looking for a home to play in. Young black quarterback who three years ago, maybe two years ago, took a knee and, you know, got blackballed from the NFL. Jerry, you know, I think you need to make a phone call to Colin Kaepernick. I think if you want to stay in games, I think you want to stay competitive in some games, I think you need to go call Colin Kaepernick up real quickly and see if he wants to join your team. I think he says he's ready. He stays ready. He's still practicing. He's still doing whatever the case may be is. But I think you need to go get that young man a call. Because right now, your quarterbacks suck. And right now, you really need somebody out there that can really drive the ball downfield. I really think Jerry Jones, I think you need to go make a phone call until Dak can come back in the league again and get this young man an opportunity to go out there and ball out and do what he does best. I think if you want to make a name for yourself, Jerry, and I think you really do want to make a name for your team again, make your team some relevancy again, I think you need to go call a young man named Colin Kaepernick and go get him on your team. I, I don't really say too many nice things about the Dallas Cowboys on the show. I really don't. I really hate Dallas. But for, you know, for you guys to be down and out in quarterback position right now, Mike McCarthy, I think you need to go call a young man named Colin Kaepernick. And I think you need to go put that call in real quickly to see if he wants to jump join the Dallas Cowboys for a season. And get this man the opportunity to play on his team again. COVID and no COVID. I think you need to go call this young man up and put him on the practice team for a minute. See what he can do. See if he got the right chemistry. Because Dez Bryant is on the, uh, is, is a raven now. And I'm not even going to get into Antonio Brown right now, though. But, you know, hey. He with, the, he with Tampa Bay right now. But he might not be in Tampa Bay too long, though. But... I'm going to say this again, Mike McCarthy. I think you need to go put a call in. Jerry, I think you need to go put a call in. I think somebody needs to go put a call in to Colin Kaepernick and save this team's career this year. Because this team is going to fall down the drain pipe quicker than anything else in history with the quarterbacks you got to start right now. Woo! I think I need to go put a call into him. Or you need to find somebody that's going to come off the street and play on this team. Because the quarterbacks you got right now ain't going to be the answer for you guys. I can let you know that right now. The way the league is changing right now, they're going mobile. And you need a mobile quarterback. You've been dying for a mobile quarterback. I think you need to go put that phone call into him. And if you don't believe me, just watch the Dallas Cowboys go down the drain once again. Be irrelevant once again. Like they already are irrelevant again in this year. They're already irrelevant. But if you need to go put a call in to Colin Kaepernick and see what he can do. Jerry, he's out there. He's waiting for you. He's waiting on you, Jerry. Are you going to do it or not, Jerry? Is the question. But you know that's for y'all. That's for y'all to decide, though, everybody. That's for y'all to decide. But hey, man, it, it's been great to come back and do the show again, everybody. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I want to thank y'all for being patient with me on this show. I want to thank everybody for all the growth that y'all have been doing with me on the show. Um, another thing too is y'all wanted boxing. 
a boxing expert to come on the show. Y'all been waiting for boxing for us to talk about some boxing on the show a little bit though. I got a I got a young man that knows a hell of a lot about boxing that can dive in deep into boxing. He's coming to the show real soon. This young cat is a boxer himself. And Man, we're going to take this show to new heights, man. We're going to bring in some, some we're going to bring in boxing into the show. We're going to start talking about a little bit of boxing rounds. I know I used to talk about boxing a little bit though about, you know, Floyd Money Mayweather and some of his boxing show, I mean, boxing matches that he had. I know we saw my Manny Pacquiao going up against somebody a couple um a year or two ago, whatever the case may be is though. But we got some young stunners coming on the show, everybody. And I can't wait to have this young man on the show. And I know him personally. And I can't wait to have him on the show. I can't wait for him to enthuse y'all. And I can't wait till his show come about too as well, though. He got a new show coming out there too. And I can't wait to hear his new show that's coming on live too as well on Anchor, everybody, or any podcasting format that y'all might got out there. Y'all been a great audience to me, and I and I appreciate it. Thank y'all for rocking with me tonight, this morning, or whenever y'all listen to the show. This has been another edition of the Real Sports Show, everybody. I've been y'all phenomenal host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and this is the Real Sports Show, everybody. Take us out, baby. Stay tuned in for that Zach Sharp show, y'all. Stay tuned in for the Zach Sharp show, everybody. One love. And we out, y'all. Peace.